Welcome to Transparent Homeschooling, where we get real and raw and share all of our frustrations and our struggles and also the beautiful moments of homeschooling. Today's episode is really special to me because I'm talking to somebody that I have actually never had a conversation with face-to-face before until this podcast. And now we've actually already built um, a wonderful friendship. And so that's just, it's really special to me. She's an amazing person. Her name is Vanessa Russell and she has two kids. I actually had, I taught one of her kids in preschool a few years ago. So we did know each other. We just um, would always say hi in passing, and I just did not really know her personally. And then when she found out about my podcast, she reached out, and she just told me, like, I think that's so great that you're doing this, and you're going to help so many people. And so we had been messaging back and forth on Facebook for several days in a row, and I was really getting to know her and just really enjoying getting to know her. And so then um, we scheduled a podcast interview just a few days later. And now um, I just, I feel like I have this connection with her that I didn't have before. And that just makes all of this so worth it. I'm not doing this for money or anything like that. It's not professional. The quality is not great. In fact, in this interview, you're going to hear some noise at the beginning. There was actually a storm going on while we were recording. So we both had like some lights flickering in the beginning. There were, there were, like thunderclaps outside both of our windows. I had some honking going on outside my window. I think that like an ambulance passed by. Um, There's some kids in the background. So just remember, you know, this is real life. I tried my best to edit out as much of it as I could. And it's only really just in the beginning. So after you get through the first few minutes, just know it's going to sound a lot better after that. So please keep listening. But you know what? this is real life. You know, this is our life. Um, (laughs) we did this interview in the middle of a homeschool day and it is what it is, but I think you're really going to enjoy the content. We discuss a lot about just her kids and her life. And, um, one of them has dyslexia. And so she just talks about her, um, how she deals with that and what curriculum she uses. Um, I just think you're gonna really enjoy listening to our chats And thank you so much for listening to Transparent Homeschooling with Carla Givens. And if you could, if you like what you hear, please, please like my podcast and the episodes on Apple and leave a review. I've had so many people reach out and tell me that they have really enjoyed listening. And from what I can tell or what I've read, the more likes and reviews the podcast has on Apple, the more likely other people will be will be able to see it. So if you guys could just do that for me, that would be awesome. I'm trying to do um, one show a week. So I have some more interviews scheduled in the next few weeks. And um, I just would love for more people, especially new people, to be able to see it um, on, you know, on Apple and Spotify and so they can hear it. So if you could, if you guys could just take a couple of minutes or a couple seconds and just like, like it on Apple and leave a review. And thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey, Vanessa. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Good. I'm so glad that you're on here. Me too. Your family. Okay. So um, there's four of us. There's my husband, 
with me and then my two kids, Jael and Isaiah. Isaiah is in second grade this year and he is seven. And then my daughter is in first grade this year and she is six. I had your daughter when she was in preschool and she's so sweet. I love Jael. I miss her. <laughs> still talks about you and the baby. I love it. I love it. Oh, and the baby is two now. She's not a baby anymore. It makes me so sad. But I remember she used to always want to hold her in class. Really <laughs> yeah. Funny. You made her want a baby sister. And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So you guys are done with two, you think? Oh, yeah, we're done. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> I think we're done with four, too. So I thought we were only going to have two. So tell me about how you started homeschooling. Okay, so what happened um, with me is when my son was in pre-K and I was starting to have to more seriously look into putting him into school, I, I didn't want to. I just didn't. The school that they were zoned for was rated 3 out of 10, and I didn't like that. And then that year, Metro was short like 140 teachers, and I just didn't like any of it. And then on top of that, I kept seeing stuff in the news about school shootings and kids being left on school buses and then kids being molested in the classroom when they were left alone. And I was like, I can't do it. So <laughs> my husband was like, no, cause they need socialization. And I'm like, well, that's not what school's for though. Technically they're supposed to be there learning. And so I started doing a lot, a lot of research and um, I laid out a whole plan. I went to the teach a child store in Hermitage. I talked to her about homeschooling. She showed me curriculums. Like I was ready to present this whole plan to him before he was shooting me down again. And so I had, um, she was, she told me about co-ops and she was like, you got to get into a co-op. And so I created a list of the top five co-ops that I wanted. HCA was at the very top. And it's so <laughs> I had it, like I had it down packed, like, and I laid it all out for him, prices and everything. So he could see it. And he was like, okay, let's try it. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, um, are you taking it year by year? Are you in it for the long haul? Or do you really have I am a in it for the long haul. At one point, there are times where I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just do it until they get into high school. And then mm -hmm. I'll put them in public school. But no, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah. I, I think I told people that before just because they'd be like, ooh, homeschooling? Are you sure? You know, what about socialization? And so then I would tell them that just so they would be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But really, no, I planned on being in it for the whole call. The socialization is still seems to be what everybody talks about when it comes to homeschool and what everybody's worried about. But I don't know. I kind of feel like we have so many opportunities to socialize, like even more than if they are in public school, because we have co-op and there are, I mean, there are hundreds of kids in our co-op and <laughs> we have running club and drama and and we don't have as much this year just because, you know, of the pandemic, but neither do yeah. traditional schools right now. So what? So when it comes to socialization, has it kind of exceeded your expectations or the people who were worried about that? It's one of those things that I never really worried about it just because, like my son's personality, he just doesn't really like talking to people. So mm -hmm. if he doesn't really want to socialize, he won't. Mm -hmm. And then, but he does like playing with other kids. So it's not like he's a recluse or anything. And then my daughter, I never worried about her because she would strike up a conversation with anybody in the grocery store. And it was yeah. always awkward when they like didn't want to talk to her because like maybe they didn't like kids or something. But like we were at Food Lion one time and <laughs> and she walked up to the cashier and um, she was like, can I help you put the groceries in the cart? Like, do you need any help? And she was uh -huh. like, oh, got it. And I mean, she just had this full on conversation about her. She talked about her allergies 
and everything with this lady while she was bagging them. And I'm like, no, I think we're good on socialization. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the kid who's not going to socialize anyway, because they're just, they're more of an introvert, putting them in school is not going to magically make them learn how to socialize, you know, <laughs> it really you know, really in fact, isn't. it could cause some anxiety. I know when I was in school and I'm, people think that I'm a pretty sociable person, but I've actually struggled with social anxiety off and on throughout my life. And I remember really having anxiety in school about a lot of that, you know, so yeah. I could totally see Jael doing that by the way, in the grocery store. <laughs> she does it all the time. And I'm like, I don't mind. And my son, he will respond and answer questions if people ask them to him, but he won't just go out and seek out a conversation with somebody unless it's somebody that's doing something he's interested in. Then he'll start talking to them. Yeah, there are all kinds of noises outside of my house right now. There's a storm and there was some honking. So hopefully it's not showing up on this, but if it is, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, so fear, so fears of homeschool. So socialization was not one of your fears. Did you have any, did you have any fears or worries when you were starting out? I know it's going to sound cocky, but no, I had done no? so much research that I was beyond overprepared. That's amazing. <laughs> I ended up, I ended up going into it thinking, oh man, this is easy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And Do then you still think that? <laughs> I had Jael start and that's when I was like, okay, you know what? There's a little curveball for you because <laughs> my son, he was so easy. He just picked up everything. And so I was overprepared. So yeah, I was like, oh, this is easy. Anybody could do it. And then Jael, I had to start doing more research because I tr I went through three different curriculums before I finally found one that worked for her. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did you find that worked? And is it because um, that she's had more trouble with, with reading? Yes, she is dyslexic. So she struggles with reading. And so... I, at first, I tried Horizons, which was what my son was using. Then I tried Life Pack, and that still didn't work. But I ended up settling on all about reading, all about spelling for like the reading and phonics stuff, and then Matthew C for math. We love Matthew C. But actually, <laughs> so I actually had to switch from Matthew C to Master Books Math for one of my kids, though, because it just didn't work for both of them. And it's so great that we have so many options. There yeah. are just so many curriculum options, but I know for a lot of new people, like I have a lot of friends that are just starting out and they are so overwhelmed with all of the options. We're like, I just need you to tell me what to use. So <laughs> I'm actually, I'm going to try to do an episode where we just talk about curriculum, but I'm going to have to do some more research first because just, just looking at it all sure. and trying to figure it all out, it's overwhelming. There's so much there offered now. So much. It's when I always tell people, like when you're going into kindergarten, don't worry about like all the subjects, reading and phonics and math are really the only two things that you really need to focus on. And then the rest of it is like life stuff. Like, yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> Behavior. Like we talked, what well, was my four-year-old? I try to get lots of books about sharing and about being <laughs> nice to people <laughs> because we need some of that for him. <laughs> <laughs> that came more naturally to my older two, but for him, he, um, he just needs to learn how to treat people, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> so, um, 
Oh, tell us, tell us about your background. I didn't even know what, like, I didn't really know your background until I talked to you yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, I bounced around quite a bit in college. So I first went in for like nursing and I'm not a people person. So I quickly changed my major to biology. And then I wanted to be pre-vet and they told me I needed to be an animal science major. So I swapped to that. And then at one point I thought I was going to teach high school biology. So I was secondary education was in there. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and then I was like, oh, I can't handle, you know, other people's kids. And so I was like, no. <laughs> and so I ended up settling on like being pre-vet and I worked on a dairy farm while I was in college because it went along with my major. Mm -hmm. And if I had wanted to, I could have taken the GRE and went on to vet school. And the funny thing was after my son was born, I kept telling people, oh yeah, I'll go back, I'll go back. But I fell in love with being a mom, so I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, now you live, so you moved. Do you have a farm now or are you wanting a farm? No, we have a lot of land, but we could have a mini farm here if we wanted to. We are going to get chickens and everybody around us has goats. The guy across the street from us has horses and oh, wow. uh, beef cattle in the back. So... Just, there's just animals everywhere around here. And so Jael keeps asking if we can get a pony for the backyard. I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> and then like my husband wants to tear down the pool and I'm like, well, if we tear down the pool, I'm getting goats because <laughs> that's yeah. what I wanted. But ideally here, I think we're just going to stick with what we've got and not dive into too much stuff. But our goal is to buy land and build on it. And then that's where our farms Oh, awesome. I want to do that too eventually. So we have chickens. We tried goats for a little while and we just don't have a good setup for that. They kept getting out of their pen and we have a fenced in backyard, but we had to fence them in within our backyard and they kept getting out of it and they were chewing on the house. And my husband's like, we can't, we can't deal with this. They're chewing on everything. Goats are awful. Because I love, I knit and I crochet and I'm, I love all fiber arts. And so my goal, of course, when we get a farm is to get cashmere and angora goats so that I can shear them and then send the fiber up to, um, there is a textile mill like just north of Madison. And so I'm like, I can send it up there. They can make it into yarn and send it back to me. That's amazing. And what a good <laughs> homeschool lesson that would be if you have all these animals and then you're using their what do you call it? Their wool or their fur or whatever. <laughs> so I got like a spinning wheel. I started learning how to spin yarn um, from you know wool and stuff, and I started teaching Jael how to do it. And so, like one time, she told uh, her dad, she was like, "I wanna, I wanna do yarn like mom." And he's like, "Yeah, but like, how are you gonna make money?" And she's like, "That's what I'm gonna do, whatever." Like I did. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do sell my stuff in the markets. Um, unfortunately, this year because of COVID, every last one of my markets got canceled. Oh, no. So, <laughs> as far as I know, I'm done for the year. There's two markets, one in November and one in December that hasn't said anything yet, but I'm guessing that those are probably good. You should sell online. Everybody's doing online now. You could do an Etsy shop or something. I'm trying, but it's so hard because I'm, I am kind of like resistant to social media just because, but I kind of, at this point, I kind of don't have a choice. So I've been telling myself I'm going to advertise like once a week on my Facebook page. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's different. Cause I like doing it in person. It's just way easier. Cause yeah. When somebody can see it, it's easier than trying to convince them to buy something 
that they're not quite sure like how big it is. Even if I put like the dimensions up, it's it's easier when you see it in person. Yeah, that's true. But that's I just feel like that's how we're going. That could be a lesson for Jael. She can help you have your little shop. She, that would be she fun. Does. <laughs> I actually used to take her with me to the market and um, <laughs> she was a, a hoot, but she was like my main salesperson. She was, she's actually, she's really good at saying the things that I don't want to say. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So what makes homeschooling all worth it? Like we talked a little bit about fears, which apparently you don't have very many of those, <laughs> but I know just from talking to you the past couple of days, I have plenty of frustrating days and frustrating moments. Oh, yes. What makes it all worth it? You know, the funniest thing, which you wouldn't think it, but maybe it's just Giles' personality, but on days where she is having the hardest time and even ends up in tears, we get done and she'll be like, thank you for teaching me. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I'm, and, and I'll feel awful because I'm like, man, I made my kid cry. But yeah. she, I guess because she's aware of how hard it is for her to pick it up, I guess the fact that I'm willing to stick with it mm-hmm. and not give up on her makes her want to keep going. I love that. So. And I always try to remind myself on those days, because we had one of those days today where we just, it was very frustrating and there were some tears and we were just done. We couldn't get everything done. But I just try to remind myself, like, I would rather be the one to get frustrated with my kids. Like, if anybody's going to cry over my kids, I would rather it be me than somebody else's cry. I mean, they have really hard days. Like, especially yeah. right now, I'm sure they have really, really hard days. And so I'm just thankful that I get to be the one that gets frustrated with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know? And so we, um, Monday was kind of a rough day for us too. And um, when we were eating dinner, I always try to ask the kids, like, what was your favorite part? What was your least favorite part? And one of mine, I really thought that he just hated the whole thing because we kind of had a tough day or I thought we had a tough day. And he said, none of it. I thought it was all, I thought it was a good day. I said, really? <laughs> like, you don't have to just say that. And he said, no, I thought, it, I mean, I thought it was a good day. So I think sometimes we are putting so much stress on ourselves to like get everything done a certain way or to follow the schedule or whatever. We don't see the things that they see. Like we may be thinking everything is going horribly and they're having fun even, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Their perspective is definitely different from ours because there have definitely been times where Jael has surprised me and I'm like, okay, if you think so. (laughs) Right. I know. Today though. So Everett woke up not feeling well today. And so I didn't make him because I didn't feel well last week and I thought well if he has whatever I had it's not COVID by the way I got tested <laughs> but if he has whatever I had I know like he, he just didn't feel like doing school and so um I just let him you know lay in the bed and he was reading and then he comes out and he said well can I play electronics since we're not doing school like no if you can play electronics you can do school <laughs> I'm pretty strict with electronics like they're not allowed to you tablet or tv until all of their work is done unless it's unless it goes with our lesson like we have some things that we'll do on the computer with our lesson but i i'm really strict about just for leisure not doing electronics until after schoolwork and chores are done and so right now i am being lenient on that i'm talking to you so they're in there (laughs) having a lot of fun on their tablet (laughs) 
<laughs> what about you? Are you strict with that? Oh, no, I just let it go. No, it's playing. Yeah, no. I'm pretty strict. Like, I'm even to the point where, like, because my son was getting, I guess, kind of, I won't say, like, lazy, but he would rush through to get his schoolwork done. Mm-hmm. And he would be making like super simple mistakes. If he would have just took his time, he would have gotten all of it right. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, he's a perfectionist and he gets upset about it. And I'm like, just slow down and take your time. So then I started changing the rules to you have to do your absolute best on schoolwork first. Then yeah. you get your 30 minutes. Yeah. And that changed things a lot. And it helped. Um, I think that helps affect their attitudes too. Um, yeah. Child doesn't care about screen time. So. Like, literally, she's like, I'm going to play with the cat instead. And I'm like, if that's what you want to do for your 30 minutes, go for it. So do you tell her she can't play with the cat until she does school? <laughs> that would be hard, I think. <laughs> well, it's more of, um, she's she just loves her too much. And so the cat sometimes is like, get off of me. Yeah. She's the most tolerant cat ever. She's never bit or scratched her. And if I was a cat, I would have. <laughs> so she's super tolerant of her. Not me, though, because she will bite me. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> That's so, funny. Yeah, but sometimes I just have to keep her away from the cat just so that the cat gets time to, like, decompress and not be attacked yeah. by it every two seconds. So that's school time, time away from the cat, school time. Yeah. So you guys are still pretty young. How much time do you spend today doing actual seat work, do you think? Um, say, um, <laughs> I would say no more than two hours a day. Usually by lunchtime, we're usually done. It just depends on like how the day is going. Cause sometimes we'll have to take a break and then we'll have to finish it. Um, I think the latest we worked was like six in the evening. So mm-hmm. like, it was like, we ate dinner and then it was like, okay, let's get this done. Yeah. So sometimes like that. that happens, but usually we don't spend more than like 20 minutes on a subject, but I guess like, I would say they, maybe each individual child would spend like an hour, hour and a half total a day. Yeah. Because, like, I'll start my son on something, and then I'll be like, okay, Jaya, let's do our thing. Mm-hmm. And then once I get her going, then I get back over to him, and I'm like, okay, are you done with this? All right, here's your next thing. And so we get through it really fast. Yeah. <laughs> they, I think they have the same mindset of me as, like, let's get up early in the morning. Let's get this done. That way we have the whole afternoon to do whatever we want. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. That's another benefit too of homeschooling. What, um, what subject do you, do you like teaching the best? Mm, you know, <laughs> math and science are my favorites cause they were my favorite in school, but I'm actually starting to gain a liking for English and reading just because I really like the way that, well, we use Memoria Press and yeah. I really like the way that they lay everything out for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I actually am having fun with this and the kids love it. And the funny thing is, so of course for Jael, her main things that I focus on are phonic math. She's actually really good at math. So I don't really worry about that too much as much as I used to. And so I was like, okay, I know I'm going to have to slowly transition her into a complete curriculum. Mm-hmm. And she will sit and listen through Isaiah's stuff, even though she doesn't have to. And mm-hmm. so she's starting to pick up on it and she wants to answer questions along with the reading and stuff as well. And then she started jumping in on Latin, which really surprised me. And so I was like, well, okay. So now I'm thinking of transitioning her onto um, the Memoria Press, the Simply Classical. Yeah. And so 
it, it worked out really well this year for me because I really didn't know what I was going to do with her. And I hate the idea of like buying two curriculums and not being able to like pass it down to her and mm-hmm. and selling it and all that. Because I'm not, I don't like selling stuff. I would rather yeah. just give it away. Yeah, thank so, <laughs> Well, you know, you know, I love Memoria Press. That's what we use. And I love Latin. So I love that, that so many people are, are starting to do Latin. I've seen a lot of people in our group that are starting to do Latin this year. That makes me happy. <laughs> Latin in high school. So that like sold me on it because I was like, I love Latin. Oh, good. So do you remember a lot of it? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I'll be interested. Like you'll have to tell me as you go through the Memoria Press series, if it's similar to the way you learned it. It is. The only difference is the pronunciation. Okay. Oh, stop, Jaya. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. There's a storm outside. There's kids running around. Like, this she is real life. Asked me this if she could go out there and play. <laughs> I was like, it's still lightning and thundering. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll think about it. But yeah, the, the Memoria Press Latin is basically exactly the same as the way I learned it in high school, which I love because, like, you know how they have the chart. Um, I saw somebody else who was teaching it do the chart, mm-hmm. and um, I think I heard you talking about um, how you could do the the verbs and sing it to the song of the Mexican hot dance. Yes, that. Yes. And so I was oh, like, "Have you hey. heard that before?" <laughs> I did that in high school. Oh, how funny! So I actually learned that from my Latin teacher this summer. I took Latin class through Memoria Press, so I teach it because I'm teaching it in, t- in tutorial this year which makes me nervous to teach older kids so I just wanted yeah. to make sure I really know my stuff and I know what I'm doing and so she said that and I was like oh it fits perfectly so I thought that was fun <laughs> well we love Star Wars my kids have really gotten into Star Wars I was like so the way Yoda speaks is basically how Latin verbs are written you know with True. the pronoun and the yeah with the pronoun and the helping verb on the end so, we're just gonna oh, yeah. talk like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The only difference between Memoria Press and what I learned in high school is the pronunciation. And so that's like hard for me because I'm like, because at first I was like, I'm just going to teach it to him the way that I learned it. But then um, you had talked about the reason why they used that pronunciation. And so now I'm like torn because I'm like, I want to teach them the way I learned. So you can do both. In my in my tutorial class, I'm going to teach both with some words like mm-hmm. amici. I'll say amiki for that just because when you're doing the um, declension of that, it just makes more sense to instead of having to switch to the ch on some of them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you don't have to stick to one. And I, I believe that Memoria Press has a CD where you can do the classical pronunciation too, because it's written the same way. So you could really yeah. pronounce that however you want. Um, oh, but it does make more sense if you're just trying to trying to show how similar it is to English. So I don't know how many of our listeners <laughs> teach Latin, so we can move on. <laughs> yeah. we'll but if you're out. interested, definitely look up Memoria Press because it's an amazing curriculum. So what would you say your teaching style is? Or are you more traditional? Do you kind of teach like a traditional classroom setting? Do you like to just read and discuss? Um, are you more hands-on? I don't even know what all the different styles are, but. Yeah, probably a little bit of everything. I would say with my son, I probably kept it more traditional, like you would see in a public school setting. And then with my daughter, 
I completely changed everything yeah. because I didn't have a choice. I had to, to adopt that multi-sensory learning. Yeah. So she has to be able to like manipulate everything. And mm -hmm. it's, it's funny because my son pretty much stays at the table <laughs> the whole time unless he's taking a break to go play with Legos or something. And then Jael is just up and down constantly because she's got to come up to the board and move the word tiles around. And yeah, he's just like, so <laughs> it's, it's different. But the funny thing is he likes some of the things that she does. So I'm like, okay, well, you can play this word game with us too. And then the whole reason that I swapped him onto Matthew C is because he liked, I think he just liked the manipulatives, like the blocks yeah. better. Yeah. So. Sometimes we'll get that out and they'll just play with, play with the blocks while I'm reading or something like that. You know, I love to do discussions. Like I love to read a book and discuss, and that's why I like the Memoria Press guides so much. But for, with four kids, that's hard to do because I have the younger two that are constantly loud and we just can't always do it the way I want. So I have to, I think every day I have like five different styles going on and I just have to see what works for that moment, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's how it is for me, especially with Jael. But I, I would think like if it was just Isaiah, it probably would have just stayed traditional. But with her, she's changed me a lot. And I like yeah. it though. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We learn as much or more from all of this as they do, you know? <laughs> yeah, they, both of them have given me a love for literature and language arts that I never had before. English was my least favorite subject. I basically did it because I had to. I was yeah. a terrible writer too. Like literally, <laughs> it was because I, I couldn't be creative. I literally like followed the bullet points and it's like, this is very mechanical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but they've given me a love for language arts that I never had before. So that's one good thing that came out of homeschooling. That's awesome. Do you read much? Oh, yeah, I love reading. I yeah. To write. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I like to read what I want to read. I don't want to read what the teacher tells me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was like that in school, too. Definitely. The exact same way. He <laughs> likes to he'll read instruction manuals for video games all day long. But I tell him to do some summer reading and read an actual book, and he's like, nope. <laughs> Unless it's what he wants to read. And then, like, literally his entire summer reading list is all about cars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's okay. At least they're reading, right? <laughs> That's true. That's, you remember during the... Um, lego master challenge he refused to participate unless he could make a car every time yeah and he did great with the cars <laughs> that's okay <laughs> <laughs> well wyatt says he's going to be a race car driver someday and he says that he doesn't have to learn to read because race car drivers don't have to learn to read and it's like Mm. <laughs> they at least need to know go and stop right <laughs> Isaiah had that same attitude with video games he's like I'm just gonna be a video game designer so I don't really and then I was like oh really and so um a lot of the video games that I got him into have like a storyline and so he has to read the storyline yeah and that helped a lot yeah, that's awesome. Everett loves video games too. My husband loves video games and he says that he learned a lot from playing those type of video games where he had to read. So yeah, yeah I'm sure there's something to that. So let's talk about balancing just home, like home life, like chores and everything and 
beautiful. Like, is your house usually really okay. clean? <laughs> I mean, mine, if I like showed you right now, mine's kind of a disaster, but it's been a day today. So. Yeah. <laughs> Something that's um, important to you. I know some moms, I mean, I know some homeschool moms, they, their houses are spotless. And I, I just think that's amazing. Right. something to like that, that's goals you know something to live up to but <laughs> maybe when my kids are older it will be but for the most part because I feel like I do bad with like divvying out chores and stuff because around here like everybody knows you clean up after yourself mama's not your maid mm -hmm. and that's about it <laughs> I don't really nobody um wipes down baseboards for me because I don't think I, I don't ever wipe down <laughs> um like really I just make everybody do their own like I'll wash everybody's clothes for them and then I'll put it in the basket and then they'll put it away because now yeah. I figured out that they know how to put stuff on hangers for I would put it on the hangers and I'd be like okay now you put it up and then I got step tools for them so that they could do it themselves but um I learned a trick from uh Mandy from HCA mm -hmm. with uh dishes and basically what I do is everybody puts their dishes in the dishwasher throughout the day. And then I run it at nighttime. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was letting the kids unload it. But our new house, the cabinets are ridiculously high up. So I do it just because um, Jael has dropped a couple plates. Oh, no. <laughs> so We've had that happen too. <laughs> I, I went from having like a set of eight to now, like in some things, I only have four. <laughs> so oh, like, no. So many more dishes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, we dishes is actually the main thing that I struggle with. I feel like there's all these dishes in my sink. There's six of us, though, and we're home a lot. So they eat all throughout the day. My kids, I mean, and, you know, my oldest is older than your oldest. They, it does get easier as they get older because they, yeah. they, they do a lot of chores. I mean, they have a chore chart and they actually like charts and schedules. And, and I'm not really a chart or schedule person, but I've made myself be for them. And they do great doing their chores every day and they check it off. And um, I mean, I haven't vacuumed or mopped in a really long time because they do it. The dishes is what I struggle with though. <laughs> Um, and I do have them help with the dishes, but I don't know. I feel like there's still always dishes in my sink. So whatever, um, whatever advice you guys have on how to keep up with dishes and laundry and laundry is a struggle too. Not quite as much because they help with the laundry a lot too. And they're really good at, at laundry, but I struggle with dishes. <laughs> I feel like I'm running like a, a factory and I'm slowly taking away jobs from the workers because my kids used to sweep and mop for me and now I have a robo vacuum that does that for me. Oh, it's there you go. Mop, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm taking away their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. My kids are doing really well with their chores, so I may just not, I may just save my money and, and keep. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Don't tell them about the robo vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them that exists <laughs> so um I did not know you very well until really just the past few days we've been talking more just because of this podcast which I think is amazing and so my next question was about this pandemic and how has it really affected you has it has it kept you away from people or has it really helped your relationships with people <laughs> the one thing I do miss is being face to face with people but I will say that it has definitely helped me build a lot of bonds that I never would have just because I don't think I would have ever really talked to you face to face other than like a couple, like, especially after Jael wasn't in your class anymore. Mm -hmm. 
because I think the most I'd talked to you in person was whenever I was coming to pick her up from class. Yeah, I know. I love all the things we do throughout the school year, and I love HCA, but it does get hard when you're involved with so many things, and you're going from activity to activity and class to class, and it's really hard to build those relationships. So even though I'm sad that a lot of things are changing, I'm actually really excited about this year because I think that we will have more opportunities to really build personal relationships with people. Yeah, I know. I know everybody's like seeing the bad side of the pandemic, but I can't help but see a lot of the good things that are coming out of it. I know. And so there are, which I mean, I'm not against public school. I think that there's a need for it. And I think that public school teachers are amazing and that they need to make a lot more money than they do. But oh yeah, there are so many people that are leaving that and coming to homeschool or virtual school. So I'm just curious to see how that's going to kind of change the perception of it, you know? Yeah. And that's a big reason I wanted to do this podcast too, because I know a lot of my friends who had never even thought about homeschooling before are now doing it and they're scared. And I'm trying to think back to when we started and the fears that I had, because I did have fears. I know you didn't, but I did have fears, <laughs> but I think that they're probably a lot different than what people are experiencing now, because it's different reasons. It's just a different time. I mean, everything's just so different now. Do you have any advice for those people who are just starting out because of the pandemic for, you know, any advice for them going into this this year? The biggest thing is like, remember why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to do what's best for your kid. And if you keep that, I think, in the front of your mind, you probably won't be as anxious about everything that you need to do if you're keeping in mind the fact that you're doing it for your kids. Yeah, exactly. I know for me in the beginning, I fell into the trap of like constantly comparing my kids. I would constantly compare them to how their friends in public school were doing or how other homeschool kids were doing because so many of them just seemed so, so smart and advanced or, you know, or how they were socializing or whatever. Um, so I just try to remember now not to compare them to kids, but to compare to, to compare them to how they used to be, you know, like, are, yeah. they, are they improving in this area? And it doesn't always have to be academics. It could be like something behavior wise, yeah. you know, I think that's probably the most important thing that parents need to hear. Don't compare them to other kids, compare mm-hmm. them to how they did the year before and make sure that they're still making progress. Cause that I think was the hardest thing for Jael. Yeah. And then today, actually, I took a picture of her stack of cards, the cards that she's mastered in her stack to the Mm -hmm. cards that she's still working on. And I'm like, which stack is bigger? And she goes, oh, and I'm like, yeah, you are doing better. That's awesome. I love that. One thing that I would like to do more of is take videos of my kids, because I think that that can help them too, because we see how they're improving, but they don't always see it. Yeah. And I, um, I throw a lot of work away because I used to try to keep everything and I just can't do it. There's stuff everywhere. So a lot of times I'll throw away things and I wish I didn't so I could look back and see their <laughs> progress, you know, but maybe take, maybe we could take more videos of some of those things. That's a good idea because I throw away a lot of papers too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we can't keep all of it. It's hard. (laughs) Too hard. (laughs) Well, and also I would tell people like there's going to be bad days. Like you just have to, I mean, for me, we have bad moments probably every day. Yesterday was a really good day for us. I think that I can't remember having any bad moments at all yesterday. Honestly, nobody was in timeout. Nobody cried. (laughs) We got schoolwork done. Like we followed our schedule. We were able to go outside in between each, each lesson because we, we would get things done early and we got to play board games. Like we just had a lot of fun yesterday. Today, 
was a struggle though. Like we actually just, we only did one subject today because we just couldn't get it done. It was just, it was too hard. I actually made everybody just go take a nap. <laughs> just go take a nap and we're going to get up and we're going to start this day over. <laughs> just know that if you're having a bad day, it will get better. Tomorrow will be better. Tomorrow's a new day. Or maybe even later that day, it will get better. But there's... There's just going to be, you got to take the good and the bad, you know, there's got to be both together. So that's what I would tell people. And also for me, I like to have a plan and I'm trying a different schedule this year. I'm actually trying to be more scheduled just because my kids like a schedule, but I'm also trying to make sure that they know it's okay if it changes. And I'm trying to let myself be okay when that changes. (laughs) Are you a scheduler? I try to be, but no. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) I literally like let everybody get up whenever they feel like and then like even this morning I was like all right you guys I'm gonna go sit upstairs in the classroom when you're ready to start come on (laughs) and I had to go downstairs twice to remind them that I was sitting upstairs waiting for them like okay (laughs) they're like oh we finished breakfast we'll come up now (laughs) that's how I used to be last year that's kind of more how I was and I like being way I like being kind of more go with the flow about things but then I realized we really weren't getting enough done and we had to do more during the summer than I really would have liked and now adding my four-year-old this year he doesn't want to do any of this at all and so I have to have like okay this is school time you cannot do anything else during this time and I mean it's only like 30 minutes for him but he has to know like this is time for school and then you can do other things, you know? (laughs) So I'm having to be a little more structured this year, but so far I'm really enjoying that. Aside from today where we just had to throw the schedule out the window. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good mindset to have though. Cause like, even though my kid, I tell my kids, like just come up whenever you're ready to start. They know that they can't do their 30 minutes of what they want until they finish their schoolwork. So I know they're going to come up. Yes, it's good to set those boundaries too, to have like, you can't do this until this is all done, even if it's at seven o'clock at night or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Which has been the case for us. And I have some kind of boundaries. (laughs) I know one time my son literally put it off until like almost bedtime. So he finished like right before bedtime and he's like, I get my video game time, right? And I'm like, no, it's bedtime. He never did that again. He oh, always awesome. now gets up first thing in the morning, eats breakfast and goes to school. Do that's school good work. though. That's teaching them time management that they're learning on their own instead of you telling them what they have to do at a certain time. That's really good. <laughs> awesome. I, I don't like to let them figure it out the hard way, but every once in a while I'm like, eh, you'll figure it out. I mean, that's life. Sometimes you have to do that. You know, life lesson. So I've been talking to a friend who just started homeschooling this year, and I asked her if there was anything that she wanted us to talk about. And um, she said that she would like to know of some fun things that we do that are educational that our kids may not even realize are educational. So do you, is there anything like that that you have? <laughs> There's so many. Oh, that's good. Well, while you're thinking, I know for me, we use Night Zookeeper, which is, I mean, it is online, um, but it's this, so it's writing, reading, there's some spelling games, there's, there's all kinds of games on there, but they also have to write and there will be prompts to tell them how, what to write or they can write on their own, but it's helped my son so much because he does not like to write at all. And so he's been writing like these long stories and then they have tutors on there that will actually respond to their work and tell them like oh great job but you might want to check the spelling of this word or something like that 
They absolutely love that. And I don't use it like as part of our curriculum, but I just let them do it after we do some other subjects. And so that's something for us. And then board games. We do a lot of board games. Oh, yeah. We do board. My kids love board games. So those you, are good. You may have like way more than I have. <laughs> the only one thing that I can think of that I did, <laughs> and it was really more of a selfish thing because I wanted to play a video game because we had just gotten a new game and I didn't really feel like teaching. I just wanted to play the game all day. So I taught them how to read a map by giving them the map so they could tell me where to go on the video game. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it was for selfish reasons. But they learned whether they knew it or not because they had to, you know, tell me go north, east, south, or west. I've done that around the house before when Scarlett and Everett were younger. And I just like, I was tired, did not feel like engaging a whole lot with them. <laughs> I came up with this. Okay, I'm going to tell them to go. Like we spent hours. I would say, okay, go find something that starts with the letter B go and then they would run and they would get it and they would put it in a basket and then they'd be like okay what's next and so I would choose things that were like laying around the house so they were cleaning up the house and learning <laughs> like letters and colors and things like that not even realizing that they were cleaning for me and that they were learning and that I got to just sit there and not really do much except think about the next question that I was going to ask them <laughs> so there would be like a red there would be like a bunch of balls in the floor and I would say okay go find something that's red and round and then they would have to go do it they were much younger then they're too old personally yeah. now they'd be like I'm not doing that <laughs> the one thing that I don't like about them getting older is now they know when something like they know your trick. <laughs> yeah. like mm. yeah <laughs> They can help with the younger ones, though. I need to start trying to do that with my younger ones. I feel like they catch on to these things sooner, though, because I don't know. Maybe that maybe they hear the older ones talk about it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Making you work. This has been great. Is there anything else you can think of that you would like to talk about? I know there's a lot of people listening that um, are really just starting out and just want to know that they're not alone in this. Um, I don't know. I feel like we've covered everything. We've covered a lot. <laughs> we did. You know the one thing that I'm thinking about that we didn't cover? Tell me. Gardening. <laughs> oh, and we were talking about it before. See, so yeah. we talked for like, what, 10 or 15 minutes before I even hit record. And I realized I should have just started recording from the beginning. So we both started a garden this year. Or for me, it was my first time. Was it your first time starting a garden? No, I do a garden every year. So I don't know what time this is, but... Yeah, I do one every year. This year, though, has been unique because I'm growing things that I never really grew before. Um, I'm doing more root vegetables, which I've done carrots before. And the way I grew them, like straight into the ground, they all came out like short and stumpy. Like even my sweet potatoes and everything just came out that way. So this year I bought like 10 root vegetable grow bags that have like the door on the front of them. And you can... um like harvest and then dump dirt back in and keep harvesting over and over. And so I put out uh, a bunch of those and that's something new that we're doing. So the kids get to actually lift open the flap and see how the vegetables grow in there. That is so cool. And that's so educational too. So you're using your garden kind of with your, with your studies, like your school studies. Are you counting it as science or are you just kind of like, it's just part of your day? Yeah, I guess it's part of like life studies. Because I definitely want my kids to know where their food comes from. I don't want them to be those kids that are like, oh, it comes from a grocery store. Well, yeah, yeah. but 
Yeah. <laughs> That's not exactly correct. Or nowadays from the truck driver who delivers it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so I want them to know like, you know, where eggs come from and where, you know, everything comes from. They know where milk comes from because my husband worked part-time at a dairy farm, the Hatcher Dairy Farm, and he took oh, them yeah. up there and they milked cows with him. And we so were supposed like, to go on a field trip there, but then it was like the end of March and it got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> that's really awesome. Fun. We started a garden too. And this was, I mean, I've grown a few things in pots before, but this was my first time like actually having a big garden. And I think that I, um, hey, Jael, I think I took on too much though, because it's growing outside of my garden bed and it's kind of taken over our yard we have like watermelon plants everywhere but it's really fun we've had a lot of fun with it the that kids sounds like, like my first garden I I planted like everything just way too close together and it yeah. was so bad to the point there where the squashes were killing each other oh mine were too I had to pull up the squash plants I had to pull up my squat. I got I got some a bunch of zucchini, but then I realized once they grew pretty big, I had planted them too close together. But I mean, it's a learning process, right? It's yeah, <laughs> teaching my kids how to how to garden by learning from my mistakes. <laughs> that's what it's that's what it's all about. <laughs> that's true. It's funny. Jael convinced me this year to buy a grapevine. Oh, how fun! <laughs> It is literally, it was literally the best worst idea ever. Like, I like it because it's different, but there's multiple reasons why I shouldn't have done it. One, I didn't buy the right type of grapevine. I bought the kind for wine grapes and not table grapes. Oh. And so I Googled the difference and wine grapes have a thicker skin and they're sweeter. So it's not a horrible thing, but it's, not exactly what I thought I was getting myself into. And then on top of that, I didn't like put the proper kind of support behind it. Mm -hmm. So it has like this itty bitty trellis that I keep winding it around. So I don't uh, even know what's going to happen with it, but she convinced me to do it. And I was like, sure, let's do it. Oh yeah. So, cause you're anytime, awesome. <laughs> anytime I don't know how to do something, she's like, mom, just Google it, just Google it. And so then, then she semi convinces me that I know what I'm doing. And then I'm an expert in it. <laughs> well, maybe one day you will be. <laughs> now you need to learn how to make wine since you have all these wine grapes. <laughs> oh, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I really do need a new hobby. <laughs> That's your next adventure. <laughs> I, I've tried so many different things from candle making to, I used to can stuff, but then I stopped doing it just because it was such a hassle. Like you have to be so sanitary with it when you're, um, doing the jars because if you don't you'll start growing stuff in there that you don't oh, no. <laughs> like my biggest fear is like botulism <laughs> oh yeah yeah the worst form of food poisoning you could get yeah that's so I guess now I freeze things because you can't really mess that up too much <laughs> well I need to talk to you before I start canning stuff in because I'm not I don't really know I'm just kind of learning as I go and I google everything and watch youtube tutorials so <laughs> yeah but one of the big reasons why I stopped canning is because you have to heat it so hot that it kills a lot of the nutrients oh and yeah have you seen like those pickles that are in the refrigerator aisle that have to stay refrigerated yeah we actually made refrigerator pickles that's that's what we did because it was easier 
Now, yeah, you, now you have me worried. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, it's a good thing. No, 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 no. Cold canning is a good thing. Because, okay. Okay. Well, we um, ate them really fast too, because the kids liked them. So we ate them in like a week. So <laughs> I don't know what the, what they do with the ones that are on the shelf, but every time I canned pickles and banana peppers with heat, they all came out mushy instead of crispy. Uh, and so that's why I stopped canning at least those with heat. And, right. but yeah, I don't, I don't think you can do too much damage with that. You still, I okay. mean, you still have to like clean the jars and stuff, but the, the yeah. cold of the refrigerator stops the bacteria and stuff from growing. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And you're, a, you are a biologist, so you know these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Microbiology was fun. <laughs> that was fun. So are you excited to get to that point with your kids where you can teach them biology? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't like, you know how some parents are like, I am not dissecting a frog in my house. I'm like, I will. <laughs> you need to do that at HCA. They have classes where they need, they need people to do that. <laughs> I think in fourth, I think fourth grade last year, I think that they dissected, that they dissected a frog. Yeah, they, I know one of them dissected an earthworm. I saw that one. Mm-hmm. And I think Annex did the starfish that they dissected. Okay. I yeah. can't do all that stuff, but I'll let somebody, I'll let you do that with my kids. <laughs> okay. Well, I have one last question for you. Cause I know kids, the kids are probably ready for us to get back to them. I see your kids running around the back. Um, if you could go back and start over with homeschooling, is there anything that you would change? Ooh, that's a tough one. It's, it's hard to say yes, because I feel like all the mistakes I made, I learned from them. Mm-hmm. And then I do kind of wish that I hadn't spent so much money on different curriculums trying to figure out something for Jael. But I guess the one thing that I would do, particularly last year, I wouldn't have been so hard on myself. I was yeah. just absolutely awful. Hold on, we're almost done. I was absolutely awful to myself last year. And I was so hard on myself because from the almost the entire month of September and October, we didn't do any schoolwork at all. And I was really, really hard on myself about it. And then I thought about it. I'm like, that's basically just like taking an early summer break. Yeah. Is that because, is that when you were moving? Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> we had a lot going on. Um, my dad was sick and then we were trying to look for and buy a house. And it was just so much going on, just way too much. And then at the end with the tornadoes and COVID, we caught up and then got ahead. And I was like, you really beat yourself up over nothing. Right. And how great that your kids got to be there with you during that whole process. Like, I think it's good for the kids to see us going through just life changes and hard things in life so they can see how we deal with it. And I mean, there are some things that are sometimes more important than school and that's okay. You know, (laughs) It's true. I just always try to remind myself that I'm just thankful that I get to be the one going through these things with my kids. And there are days where I wish that I wasn't and I wish that I could just <laughs> send them to school and let somebody else deal with it. But for the most part, I try to be really thankful that I get to be the one to do that. You know, the so. funny thing this year when we moved, I was like, I wonder if they like if they could choose to stay with me and keep homeschooling, would they? Well, there is a private school not too far from us. And I was like, well, would you like guys like to go or you want to go to public school or anything? And they both were like, 
even Jael, who I thought would leave me because she had talked so much about wanting to ride a school bus. They both were like, no, we like homeschooling. We like HCA. We, we like our friends. We want to stay. And I was Aww. like, okay. See, that makes it all worth it when you hear them say things like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it may not always be that way. There have been times where mine have actually wanted to try out school. <laughs> but then they, I mean, then, I mean, they go back and forth. It wasn't enough for, for us to actually think about putting them in school. But um, that was actually one reason I've tried to make our school room a little bit more like traditional school this year, just because that's what they're wanting. They want more of a schedule. They want to, they want to try that out. So I think having like a good classroom setup helps with that because they feel like I think sometimes the way people talk to them makes them feel like they're not doing real school. Yes, it does. And then so like with Scarlett, a lot of the shows that she likes to watch now that she's a preteen, it's you're watching these kids that are in school, but you only see them like in the hallway at their lockers socializing and things like that. So she really wanted a locker. So we a little locker for her room and I mean it's it's like a pretty small one but she loves it and then at one point they just really wanted to ride the bus (laughs) 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 we went on a field trip where they were able to ride on a bus so and they didn't think it was as great as they had in their mind so I think a lot of times they what they have in their minds is just a lot more glamorous than what it would really be like in real life you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) That is well, thank you so much. This was so good. And I'm so excited to listen back to this and, um, and then to, to put it on the podcast. I, I'm just, you keep talking about how you're not a very social person. And we don't even know each other that well, but you just jumped on like, hey, I want to be on your podcast. And we've been talking for the past few days now. And I'm really thankful for that. Like, I feel like we've really developed a friendship just over this. I know. I always tell people that I'm not social, but I think what it really is, is I don't like small talk. So if we're talking about like some deep stuff, like homeschooling and like getting really nitty gritty with it, then I can do that. Cause you know, I like hearing other people talk about their experiences with homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And then I love it when we can relate. Cause I'm like, Oh, I've been there. Yes, and that is why I wanted to do this, because I feel like that's what we need. We need to hear people talking about things that we can relate to, mm-hmm. and, and maybe not maybe not that we relate to right now, but even if something, something that we're going to get to that we don't even realize we're going to get to, you know, I'm excited to have some people on here who have high schoolers, because I have not gotten to that point yet, and it makes me really nervous, and I really want to talk to some people who have high who have homeschooled high schoolers or who are going through it right now and yeah. I just I want to gain some wisdom from them you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm right there with you I'm, I'm I know there's some things that I'm curious about I can't wait to hear Ashley talk and then I also am curious about I think you started the accelerated program oh in Memorial Press yes yes yeah, I'm curious about that because next year that's what we're doing and I'm like I don't know <laughs> well um, so Scarlett, she started it in third grade, the third grade accelerated, and it was great last year. Well, no, okay, so that was in third grade, third grade and fourth grade. She did great with it. In fourth grade, we had so many outside activities, though, that we got a little bit behind in some subjects. And so this year, um, she's she's kind of more on the regular path in some subjects like geography, just because and, and in Latin, we actually only did half of the first form Latin. And so she's actually going to take it in my tutorial class this year. 
And so we got a little bit behind, but that was only because of time. That's just because I signed us up for so many things. And so this year she's doing kind of a combination. So she's doing the fifth grade accelerated literature and grammar, but she's doing just like the regular fifth grade and some other subjects, but that's okay. I don't follow the curriculum guide anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. You know what? I, I, I have to admit that that is one of my fears with homeschooling is signing up for more than we can handle. Well, one year we really did. Two years ago, we signed up. I was in, a, I was in two different co-op tutorials. And I remember my, that year because I saw you post on Facebook and I was like, whoa, look at Supermom over here. Oh, it was. So it was not too much for my kids. And as far as school goes, they did great because one of them, it was with the Memorial Press. And so they were doing some subjects there. And I mean, it was okay. But for me, I had Juliet, who was a baby. She was not even crawling yet when I started. Um, and I was teaching a lot for both of the for both of those things. And we were doing some other things too. I don't remember. I think we were doing drama maybe and some sports. That year was really hard for me. It was not really for them. And I don't even think we got behind that year with school studies. But for me, I just, I really struggled. <laughs> I really struggled that year, but I just kept going because it was for them. And then I realized we can't do all this. And so last year I didn't, I didn't teach as much, but we still had a lot of activities. So we were still out of the house a lot. It didn't feel like as much though, because I wasn't having to do as much planning yeah. and we were really just following, you know, Memorial Press, but we just didn't get everything done because each year with Memorial Press, the subject, it just gets more intense and there's just, there's just a lot more that you have to do. So this year we're only doing HCA. And so I think that that will help us a lot to really focus more on our schoolwork. So yeah. you know, I really like the accelerated program, talk. especially for reading, because Scarlett is really ahead in reading and some of the books she had already read just on her own. And so it's really just like a grade level ahead, you know, so like the fourth grade accelerated, they're reading the fifth grade books, which for Memorial Press, it's really more like sixth grade because they're already you know, yeah. already kind of an advanced curriculum anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anytime you have questions, just ask me. I have people that I ask questions to all the time about the curriculum that have been doing it longer than me. So <laughs> I think we need that. That's what we need when we homeschool. We need people that have been through, been through it already and that we can gain wisdom from. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I think I'm going to let us get off here because I know our kids are um are ready yeah <laughs> we've been talking for a while but I know people are really going to enjoy this so. um but thank you so much for being on here oh thank you for inviting me I loved it <laughs>